welcome to From Maiden to Mother, a space to dive deeper into topics related to the journey from maidenhood through motherhood and beyond. My name is Kelsey, and in this space, we are going to highlight stories from the Maiden to Mother community that are sure to inspire. Today, we are chatting with Allie. She is a yoga teacher and crystal healer. I am so excited to share with you our chat today about sinking into femininity and what that feels like. Hi, I'm so excited to have or to be here. Thank you for having me on your podcast. It is such a pleasure. I am such a huge fan of... Well, I spend most of my time talking to you on Instagram, but I am such a huge fan of the work that you do. And I am so excited to share with people all that, all that you have to offer. Thank you. So why don't you tell us a little bit about you and what you do? So my name is Allie. I'm a yoga and meditation teacher, as well as a crystal healer. Um, my journey began in the world of finance, working in the corporate world and dealing with the high stress levels, sales targets, and the feeling of like never really completing something and always being pushed for more. I really sank into feelings in, of unworthiness. Um, so I found yoga and began practicing and trying to incorporate that into the workplace, just spreading love wherever I could. I found tools like tarot and oracle cards and crystals and really enjoyed the way that I could use these tools to explore myself and the big feelings that I was having. And when the pandemic hit, I had a lot of downtime like many of us did and began um, taking some trainings online and decided to follow my dreams of wanting to just create more love in the world. And so I took some uh, yoga teacher trainings, crystal healing trainings, and um, began facilitating online, just being able to hold space for folks and teach these beautiful practices. I'm an Indo-Caribbean Canadian bisexual woman. And this year I've been on a journey of just learning about my heritage and what it means and learning how to love the skin that I'm in. Being a person of color, I really love to integrate social justice in my yoga practices. And that might seem like a scary word for some people, but at the root of it, it's just being kind to everybody and being kind to all that is around us and being kind to this earth. Oh, I just love that. I am so happy that we came together because your energy and what you have to offer this space is just so incredible. I wish you could see the big smile I have on my face. <laughs> Thank you. And I love how you just jumped right into it. It felt right. And you just sank into yoga trainings and crystal healings. Was, did you have a moment where you just decided I'm going to do it? Yeah, there was a moment during the pandemic when I was like, you know, what am I going to do after I was laid off from my job? And I was applying for all these other jobs, but nothing felt right to me. Nothing felt like authentic and aligned the way I feel when I'm on my mat or when I'm telling someone about yoga and teaching this practice and sharing space with someone or even practicing with someone at a studio. Um, and like the way that it makes me feel and makes me light up, it's just something that I haven't found outside of, of these practices. So it was just like, I was like, this is the time that I just have to take the leap and do it because there's never going to be a better time to follow my dreams. Yes. And that is such a good point too, about the energy of coming together for something like a yoga practice. I've had a yoga practice since I was about 16 and my yoga practice started in my bedroom with a VHS. And so it was years before I actually went to classes, but 
once I started going to spaces that felt right, it was like, I couldn't not go anymore. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. Like, and just like feeling like you're seen. I think that's something that we all need to is like feeling seen, feeling heard and feeling like we're allowed to take up space. And I feel like yoga studios sometimes can do that for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Physical space and mental space. Absolutely. Now I'd love to ask you when we're talking about yoga, is there, is there like a more feminine or masculine aspect to a yoga practice or is it about balancing those? I would say it's about balancing those. Um, I think that there are some practices that can definitely be more feminine yin energy and more of that masculine, like power yoga, um, creating a lot of heat in your body. Um, But I think it's really important to balance those, even if you're having a more slow, gentle practice, just being more intentional about the way you're moving your body um, and the thoughts that are occupying your head in that moment. Um, So maybe, maybe you're doing some, you know, powerful stances in your yoga pose and you're doing a lot of cat cows and moving your body a lot, creating energy, but you're internally having those softer thoughts and being really kind and gentle to yourself. Right. Yeah, no, that's so true. I often think of, because I, I have a, a slower, less like powerful, um, practice these days. I, I did a lot of hot yoga and definitely more higher energy, higher heat practices for many years. So over the last few years, I sank into more of a yin practice, very restorative. So I often associate it with like the feminine part of me. And it's almost like sometimes I forget about that, that doing part of me when I get really sunk into the being. Yeah. And I love that. I think that's so important to to simply be because we so much of our lives is spent doing so if we can like be in this body more that's like really important too what are some things that help you just be in the moment like in your body and in yourself like when you when you're doing crystal healing do you like to hold them um for crystal healing I love wearing them um so I'll wear a necklace or a bracelet I do like holding them keeping a stone in my pocket and if I get like anxious thoughts I'll start just you know creating some heat and movement with it um it just depends I guess on the season of life where I'm at what I'm needing them for um if I'm doing crystal healing for someone else I love to lay stones on someone's body in their different energy centers um to kind of deal with whatever's coming up in their body for that moment um in terms of what I like to or how I like to just be in my body I would say a lot of it comes back to yoga or just moving my body in general so even if I'm at work or you know I'm in a space where I can't do a physical practice um coming back to breath that's a really big part of yoga as well so maybe I'll just put a hand on my heart And just take a few deep breaths and come back to myself. Or maybe it's a mantra that day saying to myself, you know, I'm safe. Mm. I'm home. Um, Just little things like that, bringing myself back to the moment Um, or interrupting my thoughts. If I'm on an anxious spiral loop, 
interrupting them with reverence and just being like, thank you for that. Thank you for keeping me safe. Thank you for protecting me. Instead of shutting it away and being like, I don't want to think about that right now. That's a bad thought. Um, it, I think it's more important to create a relationship. I had such an emotional moment when you said I'm safe because I didn't realize how much I needed to just hear those words. And it made me think about how that's really what mantras are. It, it's saying what you need to hear. Absolutely. Yeah. That for yourself. And, you know, us traditionally female people <laughs> often sink into that, like caring for other people and nurturing and giving. And sometimes we forget to receive that same loving energy. Yes, a hundred percent. Like I have an easier time caring for someone else and being there for someone and supporting them than I do myself. And so I think these rituals and these practices that we can do on a daily basis, um, even if it is just those simple words of telling yourself something kind in the morning and throughout the day, um, really make a big difference. I would love to hear what it looks like to you to incorporate these things in your day. Each day looks different. I'll be honest. I, I try to give myself grace to see how I'm feeling in the moment. Um, I sometimes struggle with routine and, and that's okay for some people. If that resonates with you, I think it's important to just meet yourself where you're at. So some days I'll wake up and just look outside my window, look at the trees and just think of some things I'm grateful for. Um, if I have a busier day, I'll stretch while I'm at work, just doing like wrist stretches and you know saying something kind to myself and moving through the day by drinking water, nourishing myself, deciding what I'm gonna eat that's going to energize my body and thanking my food as I'm eating it. Like, you know, thank you for the people that went into making this, for the earth that went into making this, um, all the people that had to come together for it to be here for me to feel nourished. Like just those little things throughout the day. Um, if I have a little bit of a lighter day and I'm feeling a little more energetic, I will um, get on my mat and do some practices. And maybe that looks like putting on a YouTube video, or maybe it looks like just feeling it out in the moment and seeing what my body needs. Maybe it's just sitting in child's pose for 10 minutes. Um, I, yeah, I just really try to meet myself where I'm at that day. Love that. I struggle with perfectionism a lot. <laughs> or like if, I, if I'm not doing something the exact same way every day, it's like, well, why bother at all? But it doesn't, you know, mindfulness doesn't have to be all or nothing. You don't have to have the exact same routine every day. You can include these moments, whatever they feel right. Absolutely. And I think that's a, a big part of it too, is like we, we fall off track sometimes because we're like, oh, well, we can't do it this certain way. So then it's better to just not do it at all. But even just creating small little moments during the day to just nurture that relationship with yourself. Do you have moments where you kind of realize like, whoa, I'm really out of balance. I need to ground myself a little bit. Like, how do you know when you need it? Oh, absolutely. I think sometimes I don't know until I'm already there and I'm spiraling, like having those anxious thoughts or I'm feeling really grumpy. Like for me, it's always like my mood is off and then I'm like, oh, wait, like I need to move my body or I need to take some deep breaths. Um, so just paying attention to what mood I'm in and how I'm projecting that to other people. Like, am I, am I being kind to other people? Am I using a tone? Am I being really short? Um, am I being short with myself? You know, 
Uh, oh, that's a good one too. Like, am I being kind to others, but am I being kind to myself? Yeah. Uh, and see, I, I love your Instagram page because you share all of these little tidbits here and there in a way that's so easily digestible. Um, you know, beautiful colors and very simple phrases. And when we're talking about energy work, it can feel kind of heavy sometimes, but really at the end of the day, you're right. It's just about taking a breath and being grateful. Yeah, it's about taking what you need in the moment and meeting yourself where you're at. And I think, you know, just giving ourselves grace to know that it, not every day is going to look the same. Not every moment is going to look the same. And maybe the three deep breaths that I took yesterday aren't going to help today. But but just like listening to our bodies and being like, what do I need today? And, you know, in terms of my Instagram page, I really try to just like think about what I would want to hear, what I, what I would want to feel in that moment and trying to give that to other people. I feel the same way when I share on my page and even just when I'm chatting with friends and I choose to share, you know, a tidbit of my life with them, it, it's always from a place of like, you know, I, I just got to get this out and I think somebody is going to get it. Yes. And I love that about social media. Like it's a, definitely a love-hate relationship, but you know, those moments where you can feel that connection with someone and know that like someone else is feeling the way that you're feeling or have felt before makes it so special. On the flip side, do you find those feelings of shame or embarrassment? Absolutely. And I think I wouldn't be human if I didn't feel that way, but yeah, it's hard to put ourselves out there and like be seen, especially if, you know, like I've had a past where I wasn't made to feel like I should be seen. I was always told to be quiet and sit in the back and not take up too much space, you know? So as an adult to rewrite that narrative, it's, it's definitely challenging, but on the days when I shrink myself and I don't show up for myself, I know that I'm out of alignment. And I often think to myself, like, what advice would I give my daughter? What advice would I give a friend if she came to me and said, you know, oh, I really want to take this crystal class. It sounds really cool, but are people going to think that's dumb? Like, I would say to her, absolutely, you go for it. Like, do something fun. Why not? Life's too short. Try something new. But really, we don't talk to ourselves the same way we talk to our friends. No. And then we miss out. And it's like, you know, we never would have known that we loved crystals or, or plants or something if we didn't take that shot. And I think that's one of the biggest things um, as an adult that I've learned is just like, take the leap, try the thing and see if you like it. And maybe it'll feel weird and awkward, but then you never have to do it again. What's something that felt really awkward, like so awkward that you almost quit? Oh, I took a pottery class one time. (laughs) (laughs) That wasn't a good fit. (laughs) I loved the way that, you know, using my hands to make the clay and stuff felt, but it was just not the right timing, I think, not the right energy in the room. And I just felt really out of place. So tried it didn't go back and that's okay it's okay to walk away sometimes (laughs) you don't have to you know make a decision about your personality and then stick with that for the rest of your life you know you're not defined by your past likes or dislikes or choices absolutely and we're always changing as humans so it maybe something didn't work yesterday maybe it'll work in the future you never know and I feel like it can be hard to admit to ourselves like I want to try that again like yeah it sucked last time 
but I think I'm ready now. Like that's a really hard thing to do. I, at least for me, if I fail at something, I'm like, mm, okay, try it. I'm good. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. It's like, I never want to look at that again. I feel like embarrassed by it because I quit, but I think, yeah, just giving ourselves that grace and being like, I'm not the same person I was yesterday. So maybe it'll work this time. Maybe it won't, but I'll have fun, you know? And that's why I love yoga so much. Like as we're saying all these things, it just reminds me of how I feel in class and on the mat. Like there is no perfect way to do yoga. There is no perfect achievement of a pose. There's always a different way to do it. You're always going to gain something different from it. And every day you show up, is a whole new day whether it's at home or in studio yes oh my teacher Nikki Walters um says that practicing yoga asana is like the playground it's like you know exploring your body and exploring different parts of yourself and you know so maybe you've done a downward dog before but it might feel different this time it might be different in your body this time and I think that's just so beautiful to be able to explore ourselves continually and feel different things and try different things and just see, you know, what it's like today. Mm -hmm. And it just makes sense that we would grow and change. Like when you think about 10 years ago, like, oh my gosh, that was so long ago. I feel like I'm such a different person. But then do we actually give ourselves the grace to be a different person? Or are we always trying to change, you know, the nostalgic thing or the youthful thing? And there's things that society tells us that we always need to circle back to or hang on to. Like, oh, you can never go wrong with a little black dress and all of these things that just become things. And it's like, well, why? Yeah, it's hard to shake those narratives and those things that we've been told and we've learned and that are so ingrained in us. And I think sometimes it's hard to accept that we can feel all of those things and change and it's okay. Yeah, I think sometimes society tells us that it's not okay to change. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's hard for me because I love change and I've always been someone that I, I thrive on change. And so when society resists it, I'm like, come on. Me too. Yeah. I, I get very bored easily and I want to try different things on. I want to try different looks on. Like maybe tomorrow I want to wear baggy jeans and, and sneakers and tomorrow or the other day I want to wear a cute dress. Like I'm always, I, I want change, you know? And I feel like it's important to note too that we all have so many different types of energies within us. They just kind of rotate through what's being dominant. You know, it's not that you're a completely different person than you were back then and you've grown and you've changed but it's almost like you've just revealed inner parts of yourself that were always kind of meant to come out I feel sometimes definitely it's like taking different layers off of ourselves peeling back different layers and finding different things that are there and just exploring ourselves and seeing what we could be what's one way that you really connect with like the things that you like do you schedule in time to go and do the activities that you like like yoga do you kind of go with the flow it really depends where I'm at in my life um I find like when I'm close to my cycle I don't schedule time in because I don't know how I'm going to feel um sometimes I have really painful periods and all I, I want to do is rest and that's okay to take that rest I found that I need to just give myself permission to sit in that, that yin energy. So um, during those times, I definitely don't schedule time in. Um, maybe I'll, you know, focus more on meditating rather than movement. 
during that time. Um, most of the time, I think I just try to go with the flow. I have been trying to set at least like two consistent practices a week, but with busy lives, I think it's really hard to create that routine. So for me, it's more just about a flow and just feeling how I am in the moment and being like, oh, this is what I need right now. I love how in tune you are with your own needs and your own body and your own energy. I, I sync my life up with my cycle too. And I know that there's going to be times where I'm going to be higher energy or lower energy. And I find that I find way more peace in that than, you know, the years I spent just scheduling things based on the day of the week or the day in the month. Now it's like, you know, where am I at? <laughs> how am I going to feel? And you can predict those things when you pay attention. Oh yeah, I totally agree. Like for years I was scheduling my life too. And then if I couldn't meet those schedules or those deadlines that I put on myself, I'd feel really bad about it. And then I'd sit in my shame and be like, oh, well, I'm not a good person because I couldn't meet this deadline that I made for myself. So yeah. And I mean, we're talking about for people who menstruate, it can be easier to identify like when we might be a higher energy or lower energy, but even for people who don't menstruate, everyone goes through hormonal cycles. And when you tune in and you can journal how you're feeling or track it in some way, everyone can find their own unique rhythm and really lean into it. Like for my business, I don't schedule clients during my bleed because I just know that I'm not going to have the energy for it. And instead of coming home every day and going, oh, I'm so tired, I can make the space to rest. Yeah, I love that. And I think that's really important what you said too, about even people who don't bleed, like just feeling in tune with your energy levels. Like maybe in the mornings you have more energy. So you, you know that that's how your body is and you go with that rhythm. But and when I've been just, yeah, paying attention to Oh, sorry. <laughs> when I've been in phases of my life where I'm not bleeding, I cycle with the moon instead because that's something that's at least constant. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Bring some peace to just feel like connected to something or to someone else. <laughs> yeah. Something bigger and outside of ourselves. Do you feel a connection to the moon? I do. And I think that has kind of ebbed and flowed in my life. Like there have been years where like, I feel a lot more connected and you know, we'll sync up with the new moon and the full moon, do the rituals during those times. And I feel like within the last few months, I haven't really been there. Like I take time to gaze at it every day because I'm obsessed with the moon. It's, it's so like deeply healing and beautiful. Um, so for that right now, that's my ritual, but, um, yeah. I love to look at the moon. It's just so peaceful. And there's something really calming to me about the fact that we're all looking at the same moon. We've all been looking at the same moon. And we always will be in my mind because, you know, if that changes in my lifetime, that I've got bigger problems. <laughs> oh, I love that so much. That's so beautiful. Like no matter where you are in the world or who you are, we're all looking at the same moon. Is the moon associated with feminine energy? I believe so. Yeah. I believe so too. And I should also point out that when we say feminine, we don't mean female. Um, everyone has feminine and masculine energies within them. And a lot of the time we just find representations of those energies in nature because it's an easy visual. Well, it's not always easy. I can't always remember. <laughs> I'm like, I know they're in balance. I don't remember which one is which, but I know that there's both, sun and the moon. <laughs> and I think, 
think it's good to, again, feel like you don't have to know it all to feel connected to nature. You don't have to, you know, know all of the moon phases and you don't have to know all of the zodiacs to feel connected to the stars. You can look up at the stars and just feel that connection to Mother Earth and that's enough. Absolutely. Yeah. Like just taking that time for yourself and noticing how you feel in your body at this moment. I think that is enough. Absolutely. And I think that ties back into feeling safe sitting in that energy and feeling like it's okay for you to believe in something bigger or so big that we can't even really define it. And a lot of the time in this world, we are meant to feel guilty or shameful for believing in something that you cannot see. But the reality is for people that have experienced these like energetic moments, it's undeniable the power Absolutely. And I think it's really important to note that everyone has different experiences and we're not here to judge. We're just here to listen and, and gain different perspectives and, you know, share that space and be like, I, I'm grateful for your perspective. I'm grateful to see how your relationship to energy might be because we all feel it differently. Um, Yeah. And the way I see it too is like nobody knows for sure. <laughs> nobody knows for sure all of the properties of this universe. And so, you know what? Life is so short. And if it feels good to wear crystals and do yoga and pull tarot cards or read the Bible or go to the temple, or, you know, I always think of the sound of music when she like goes to the hills basically to pray. And yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, there's Anna Green Gables too, where she's being, you know, taught to to pray on her knees like everybody else. And she's like, why would I do that? I would go to a field and I would be with the spirit. And, you know, there is no right answer. It's all, it, they're all tools for us to just, you know, try and get the most out of life and try and be happy. That, at the end of the day, that's what it's about. We're all just trying to be happy. Yeah. And whatever works for you is valid. Yeah. Oh, well, it has been such a pleasure to chat with you about all these things. Can you tell me where people can find you? Because I definitely think there are going to be people that will want to connect with your energy, Allie. Um, right now you can find me on Instagram, sync into stillness. I know I really gained something from your posts. So I hope that the people that are meant to find you will find you in that space. And thank you for coming into this space and for opening up to me. This kind of stuff is not easy to talk about. Yeah, thank you for having me. It was so great to share space and energy with you today. Yes, and hopefully we can get together soon and have a little yoga practice. Absolutely. <laughs> Face the fear.